0: hey, everyone, I know you're expecting some music in our normal intro, but it turns out that an article that we cover later in this episode uh, is actually a little bit more important than we thought. Uh, And it turns out that the Confluence um, security vulnerability that was issued on August 25th is being actively and automatically exploited in the wild. So if this is the first you're hearing of it, and you have a Confluence on-prem server DC instance that is exposed to the internet, stop listening to this episode and go update ASAP if you haven't already. And now, on with your regularly scheduled episode of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 125, and hopefully you're ready to join us for Trello Shots. Trello shots, Trello Shots. I am your host, Ryan Spilken, and joining me today are Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. Matthew, Brenda, what are your favorite flavors of Trello Shots?
1: All of them.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm partial to the uh, the taco shot.
0: well okay look we have to behave ourselves and that means we're going to have to save the trello shots till right before we get done okay because there's quite a few very tasty looking trello shots over there Um, but we're going to forego those for the moment and begin as we so often do with the atlassian cloud Um, and a relatively light period for the atlassian cloud because it looks like They have now extended to releasing product changes monthly. First things first, for the Atlassian Cloud overarching product, they're moving to a monthly release cycle. So they've heard that teams need more than two weeks to prepare for the changes. So if you're on the bundled release track, you will now be receiving your changes just once per month, not twice, once. Three times too many.
2: It's right out. (laughs)
0: Going away from the Atlassian cloud platform and onto the Jira specific platform, they've fixed a few things, including bugs in the participants field. So again, this isn't a feature rolled out, it's a bug report in the feature list. Now though, you can see the participants on an issue if it has the participants field in it. If the field isn't on an issue, ask your admin to add the participants field to your screen. Um, Will of course provide links to this information in the show notes. You're also now able to see subtasks on cards in classic boards, so you'll see the total number of subtasks, including tasks that are already done. Nice touch on your Jira Classic core business project boards. And finally, and this one they're they're making a big deal about. They've got some some you know uh, trumpet emojis going on. Hear ye, hear ye! I'm hearing the Walt Disney. Robin Hood, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. in my head when I look at this. But the most commonly requested Advanced Jira Roadmaps feature is now a reality. Now they also give this a bit of a disclaimer. They say if it's not the most requested one, it's really close. The header of Advanced Roadmaps has been reconfigured. It's been organized in a way that takes up less space. When this is activated in your instance, you're gonna get an onboarding tour there is also some documentation that Atlassian has released to support this. So uh, are you an advanced roadmaps user? Let us know how that's treating you on social at Adaptivist. And now for Jira work management, we've got two updates. First, you can now reorder the fields in your list. Because everyone visualizes their work differently, you might wanna customize the order that the fields are listed in, so go for it. And as another touch that you project managers out there are gonna love, You can now link items in the timeline view to indicate dependencies. And finally, in the Atlassian cloud updates for this uh, two week period, Compass. This is the first time we've seen the new product Compass uh, on the cloud release notes. And it's worth noting, we did discuss Compass with distinguished product manager, Sharif Mansour, but um, the, the update is for a product that doesn't seem to be available.
2: Like you can, you can join the waitlist, which I did months ago. Um, none of us, as is often the case, and adapters, or at least for me, um, I don't have Compass in my my cloud account. Um, it's still not generally available through Point A. Um, but if you if you don't recall the. Beginning and end of Compass, the description we have is that it gives software development teams a bird's-eye view of the digital services across the organization, connecting engineering output with the teams that support it in a single trusted place. And I'll be frank, I have no idea what that means. Like, it sounds like it's connecting the people using Jira service management to uh, the people writing code, but, like, we already have that. So I'm assuming it's something new and special. And given a lot of the other work lasting Sun recently, probably pretty darn cool. But all we know about it right now is that it has both components and labels.
0: And so if you're a, comp- a Compass user, you're going to be able to add labels to enrich your components. We've said words, we're not sure what those indicate. So <laughs> as the Compass uh, situation unfolds, we will continue to keep you updated. Of course, you can look for release notes and everything that we talk about on today's episode in the show notes on adaptivist.com.
2: Turning to Jira on premise, we've got software 8.19 out uh, 26th of August. And um, a couple of small things and one Big exciting thing. So, first off, finding duplicate user accounts uh, will become easier. No longer do you just have to wait for somebody to complain and say that they can't log in or they're not getting their permissions. Uh, You can actually be a bit more proactive and find it. And uh, Atlassian has introduced pagination to the view screens page. And I assume we'll see pagination coming to other pages uh, in the not too distant future, which helps with load times. Uh, It's one of those features we probably should have had forever ago, but none of us ever thought of. So, thanks, Elastian. Uh <laughs> It makes me feel silly. I'm like, oh, yeah, pagination. That's Why didn't we have that sooner? That's great. That's really good. Uh, but the big one, and this one, I'm, I'm uh, going to steal Brenda's thunder a little bit here from the Jira Service Management updates, because this update is on both software and Service Manager. We see it in both places. Turn data insights into a competitive advantage with the new uh, data center DevOps template and DevOps dashboard. Uh, So this is something you'll wanna go out and take a look at the release notes, uh, look through the the screenshots, open up the additional article of uh, make the most of the data pipeline with the DevOps dashboard. This is is an all new dashboard with a ton of data. uh, Very helpful, very cool. And one of the things I think is particularly interesting about it is that you can use it, make it available in both Tableau and Microsoft BI. So going to Atlassian's open DevOps sort of priority and the, the direction they've been driving, like, you know, integration with other tools from the onset, uh, which is very cool. Um, I was actually talking with a project manager at another company a few weeks ago. Uh, he works for a consulting firm around Microsoft's Power BI. That's what they do. And knowing that Jira software and service management is just gonna have this out of the box um, uh, Power BI for the DevOps dashboard. Um, I think that's going to get a lot of people excited. So very, very cool. Once you've got your dashboard, you know, figure out how you wanted to adjust and transform your data. You can schedule regular exports. You can add more data points. You can do all kinds of stuff. So it is sweet. Um, this is a continuation of the work that Alaskan's been doing with insights. We use that word a few times. These insights were just like little gadgets or widgets. Um, this is a whole new level. So... Take a look at that through the show notes. Last things on Jira software, some bug fixes, some improvements to Jira security, um, upgrade to the PostgreSQL JDBC driver. Um, just, you know, uh, good things for email handlers, uh, but definitely take a look. I, I'm really excited for the DevOps dashboard. That's the thing that would get me upgrading.
1: Matthew, you did steal some of my thunder, but thunder. Jira Service Management 4.19 uh, does have additional thunder. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> in addition to what Matthew has covered for Jira, um, Atlassian has put some has given some love to Insight Assets. So, they have put in some improvements around approvers related to specific assets. Previously, you could source approvers from JRA user picker fields, and, and that's that's good, but it's that's limited. So they've gone through and they've added some functionality that allows you to source approvers directly related to the assets. The release notes link to documentation on approvals for Insight. So if this is something you're interested in, please uh, this, please look through these, they'll be linked in the show notes. In addition to approvers, they've also added some language support. Uh, So the following languages are now going to be available in Jira service management, as well as the equivalent Insight app on the Atlassian Marketplace. And that is Danish, Dutch, Finnish, Hungarian, Italian, Korean, Norwegian, Polish, and Swedish. So nice to see a little bit of love being given to Insight Asset Management. And then there's also better change management for your projects. So there's a guide, and again, we'll link this in the show notes, to help you manually adjust your projects to use new workflow, asset management, automation rules, and more. So there's a new workflow that follows ITIL best practices, automation rules that will move different types of changes through different paths on the workflows um, and takes, takes care of some repetitive tasks allows you to create custom fields that will store detailed information on how you tackle your changes, allowing you to make sure that everyone working on the change knows what they're doing or can quickly roll it back if it turns out that they don't. So these custom fields include implementation plan, test plan, and backup plan. This makes my heart happy.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There will be an inventory of asset and configuration items that will be a digital representation of everything that you own. And you can open changes against these assets and include details about them in your changes. This allows you to communicate to everyone involved uh, what the context is on a particular change and evaluate risk. You can also add owners of assets as approvers, which ties into what I talked about already with the workflow changes um, or the approver changes, Uh, Instead of a fixed group of users, it's people with the expertise and knowledge specific to those assets. So that's once you've added those specific owners. Lots of cool updates for IT service projects, again, linked in the show notes.
0: Over in Confluence World, a security advisory was issued on August 25th that is high priority and OGNL injection vulnerability exists that would allow an authenticated user and in some instances an unauthenticated user to execute arbitrary code on the Confluence server or data center instance. The vulnerable endpoints can be accessed by a non-admin user or unauthenticated user if allow people to sign up to create their account is enabled, which is a feature we often recommend people turn off, but that's besides the point. Um, So this is a critical vulnerability vulnerability The solution is quite simply to upgrade to the newest version of Confluence 7.13. However, if you are unable to upgrade at this time, there are some temporary workarounds that are provided in the article that we'll be linking to in the show notes.
1: And in Bitbucket on-prem news, Bitbucket Data Center and Server 7.16, available as of August 31st, A few highlights include requiring Jira issues in commit messages. This allows you to help track your work from development to production in that we're now able to use a commit checker to ensure that your commits include Jira issues. And this is all built directly into the Bitbucket data center project and repo settings. So admins can easily configure and set requirements for verifying Jira issues exist in every commit pushed to a repo. This is this is pretty cool. It allows you to make sure that the Jira issue exists in every commit pushed to a repo, and the commit created when a pull request is merged. And you can set up those requirements or those settings, um, however, is going to work best for your workflows. You can create exemptions to skip validation on commits that contain certain terms or are pushed by specific users. If this is something that is of interest to you, um, there, there's some detailed documentation linked from the release notes, which we will link to in our show notes. Definitely worth digging into that one. Another highlight, viewing whitespace characters in the diff. So you can now view your whitespace characters both in the unified and side-by-side diff. Admins can now change the default behavior for automatically declining inactive pull requests, allowing you to control whether or not the setting is enabled by default without removing the availability of the feature, and you can modify the default inactivity period. So just some tidying up and housekeeping there. One thing that I think is really cool we've, um, that has been added is the ability to create a pull request description template at the repo level. I'm a big fan of templates. I'm a big fan of good, solid descriptions. Uh, this allows you to set up a template so that when you submit your pull request, you've got you know what you have specified as your information going into it. I think it's really, really cool. You can now schedule regular exports from the data pipeline screen. You can choose whatever cadence works for you. And Atlassian has changed the name of Adopt Open JDK. It's now known as Eclipse Adoptium. That just makes me giggle. Yeah. <laughs> And um, Bitbucket 7.16 now includes support for running Elasticsearch 7.10.2 and Git 2.33 for server. As always, if you're getting ready to upgrade, uh, review the release notes. There are a few bug fixes in place, Uh, a nice little update for Bitbucket on-prem. Okay, we've talked about all the updates. Is it time for the Trello shots yet?
2: Yeah, oh, Trello man. shots time. Which, for longtime listeners of our podcast, you know, at the end of the year, we like to have a shot cast. Uh, that's. Uh, I'm sorry to say that's not this. Um, not, <laughs> <laughs> not actually oh, drinking right tuned now. Stay tuned for Shotcast
1: the 2021.
2: For now, though, uh, we do have a couple of uh, really good piece of news from trello the first i was so excited to see this this week and it it seems like just i think two podcasts ago we were I, i'll be honest i was i was bagging on trello a little bit like the the cost and actually i don't remember i'm, I'm looking at ryan brendan i don't remember if this was on the podcast or if it was on a different call i had with somebody but i was talking about the cost of trello for enterprises and how it had just gone way up and um, the the way that they're approaching you know integration with Adaptivist ID and the impact that had on licensing and all these things like it's it was a little problematic. We talked about it on the podcast a couple of times, and then along comes news from Trello published August twenty fourth, um, and then we've got an article from Aura Apps published by Dan Ivory explaining the news from Trello. Trello's made some huge moves uh, in their licensing. Wow, it's super exciting to me. So they've gotten rid of Trello Gold, which is sort of a holdover from before Atlassian acquired Trello. Um, I actually used to have a Trello Gold account years ago. Um, they renamed Premium to Business. They've introduced a new pricing tier called Trello Standard. But the the big one is for free plans, you now get unlimited power-ups for all of your boards. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, can do the get the custom field power ups and all kinds of stuff. They've they've changed. I think I, I didn't have like a, a before and after, but like they've um, changed the number of Butler automation runs you can have as a free user or as a standard user. I think that's gone up, which is pretty exciting. Um, you get custom backgrounds and stickers on the free plan, which they had uh, I, I think they had removed a while back, and, and now that's that's restored. Um, and then for the, the standard and enterprise plans, like standard, you get unlimited boards, unlimited storage, advanced checklists, custom fields, a thousand automations. Like it's, it's perfect. Like I'm, I'm super happy with these changes. This is exactly what I want to see, um, from Trello. And, um, I don't know if I've talked about it much in the podcast. I've been moving to Evernote lately for a lot of my stuff. Um, and I've always been pretty happy with their price, and they've introduced some really nice features. Uh, i think I feel like this puts Trello back on the board for me um because it was it was reaching the point of uh, i was I was a little skeptical where it was going this this price and licensing, I think they I think they're spot on. I think they're in a really good spot. I don't know if either of you agree, but like I think they've they've nailed um, a place that's going to be really attractive to a lot of individuals and a lot of companies.
0: We are rendered speechless.
2: I see Ryan's reading this for the first time.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, li- I'm listening, you know, um, I find the whole thing, the whole p- pricing model, all the changes they made to be really, um, convoluted. So Dan's explanation hmm. really sets it out, but he, he really had to go in to get it done, you know, <laughs> like he really had to untangle some stuff. So yeah. Good on you, Mr. Ivory. <laughs> And good on Trello users, too. The unlimited, I still don't know what someone's going to really automate the heck out of on their board, but um, the higher automation limits, the, the unlimited power-ups, uh, that's a beautiful thing.
2: I think the, the big one's probably going to be recurring tasks. Like, that's the number one request I see from people, and you can only really do that with, like, a Butler automation. Um, yeah, I'll but that's talking one talking about automation.
1: that momentarily.
2: <laughs> oh, Oh, what are we talking about next, Brenda? More
1: shots? I will be talking about some more Trello shots, one of them being email reports and one being command sharing, which allows you to share automations across boards. So fresh off the heels of all of these wonderful updates, two additional updates to Trello. You can now create scheduled email reports for important high-level information on a board for cards that are overdue or due soon, your assigned cards, and a weekly board snapshot. These reports can be emailed to anyone, including yourself, your teammates, your stakeholders, and people that aren't on the board. I can see where that would be extremely useful. We will link to this blog post, which gives you the steps for setting up an email report. Have fun with that. That could be a really, really nice feature.
0: There's a sick GIF in there.
2: Is
1: there a sick is a GIF
2: alert.
1: sick GIF. Sick GIF alert!
2: It's like the issue filter subscription in Jira, um, mm-hmm. but I really want the Jira team to uh, go steal Trello's UI because, in terms of like grabbing some bit of data and saying send this in an email, it's it is nice. It's a nice flow. It,
0: it, yeah, yeah. I think that the cloud team was uh, already was was uh, on your on on Maybe your wavelength on there, but they're not yeah. there yet. This, you know, this is like. Um, it kind of gives the vibe of the the email that it generates is a little team central-ish. I think there's some cross-pollination mm, just happening maybe. all over the place over there.
1: And the blog post does recommend, you know, whether you're doing this at the beginning of the week to start everything off on the right foot or at the end of the week to celebrate all your accomplishments. It is very team central and I I think yeah. it's really nice.
2: Those are good observations.
1: On to the final Trello shots. Uh, automation. The blog post heads this with the first rule of automation, don't keep a good automation to yourself. My brain immediately says the first rule of automation is don't talk about automation.
0: (laughs) Of course it is.
1: (laughs) Of course it is. That's just how my brain works. One of the reasons that automation is very powerful is that it brings a defined process to a workflow that goes beyond just saving time on tedious tasks. It allows you to reduce human error that's introduced when you're repeating something manually over and over again. So if you have a set of rules that you'd want to repeat and you've got it all set up on one board, this feature is going to allow you to share that across other boards. So instead of having to go through all the labor of setting that up on multiple places, you can now share the commands for rules, calendars, and due dates This allows you to, like I said, basically just duplicate something that you've set up in one board to another. There are instructions on setting this up. The GIF is not as sick on this one, unfortunately. (laughs) But we'll take what we can get. And you will have the option to see what boards a command is already running on. You can disable it if necessary. So cool. Um, Some very nice, tasty little Trello shots for this episode.
2: Very exciting. You know, free free you know, if you're a free user, you get all that. That's a thing you got now. That's pretty sweet.
0: And so that's it for this edition of the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share wherever fine podcasts are like. Subscribe and shared. So for my colleagues Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrow, who are totally wasted on Trello Shots, this is Ryan Spilken and we'll see you next time on the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. Part of the Adaptivist Live family of podcast shows.
1: I like how you made it sound like we're the ones that are schwasted and you're perfectly uh-huh. sober.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>